From the South Dakota Statewide Family Engagement Center, thanks for joining Fam Jam, where we bring together schools, families, and community members to discuss tricky topics in supporting students. We're your hosts, Morgan Von Hayden and Dana Livermont. Today, we're going to discuss the tricky topic of attendance. You might be surprised to learn that poor attendance can influence whether children read proficiently by the end of third grade or be held back. And by sixth grade, chronic absence becomes a leading indicator that a student will drop out of high school. Research shows that missing 10% of school or about 18 days in most school districts negatively affects a student's academic performance. That's just two days a month, and that's known as chronic absence. Wow. With data like that, it's no wonder that attendance is such a big deal for our schools. Yet, even with all this information, schools across South Dakota seem to struggle to get kids to come to school. Now, we don't have statewide attendance data from last year because of school closures due to COVID-19. But we did look at the data from the 2018-2019 school year. And in that school year, South Dakota had an attendance rate of 92%. 92%? That's not that bad, though, is it? Uh, well, it might seem like it's a good number, but think about this. Let's take the number of student days from Rapid City Area Schools, just a random school district to look at. They plan for 166 student contact days in each school year. If we were to take that South Dakota average attendance rate of 92% and apply that to the 166 days, on average, students are missing between 13 and 14 days per year. So, yeah, that's a lot. Wow. Okay, and then we just say a little bit ago that research shows that missing 10% of the school year leads to negative effects on academic performance and that magical 10% figure is also called chronic absenteeism. So from the 2018-2019 data in South Dakota, around 14% of our students are chronically absent, which means they missed more than 10% of their school year and are probably experiencing the negative impacts of not only academic performance, but also their social emotional skills. Wow, so yeah, attendance is a big deal. I would love to hear more from some of our friends from across the state. Let's start off with our friend Jessa Zimmer, who's a first grade teacher in Aberdeen. Jessa, can you tell us a little bit about how being absent affects your students? Well, with the first graders, you have to keep in mind that a lot of times when they're not here, if it's not because they're not feeling well, it's usually not their fault. Most of my kids want to be here. When they miss days uh, you know, in consecutive mostly, um, it really affects their academics. Here we're trying to set the base of reading and numbers, and when they're missing the baseline, it takes a lot to catch them up. And so it's, it's a lot of extra work for those little guys when they're coming in, and, and they really have to stay focused. And when they're missing school, they aren't learning the procedures and just kind of how to act here at school. So it can really affect them at this age. And I'm also sure, though, it also affects, like, your planning for the school year when your kiddos are missing. Can you talk a little bit about how it affects your side of things also when you're preparing for class? Well, we do a lot of group work, 
And so when we have kids that aren't here and you have your group set up, you have to do a lot of adjusting. And so a lot of times you will group them leveled. So you'll have a high and a low and right in between and you'll have them working together. And when you have kids that are gone, it's hard to pair those groups up or you're kind of scrambling to get them to, you know, so that everybody can participate. So let's get even a bigger picture when we talk about absenteeism and how absenteeism affects the whole school community. With us today also, we have Barb Hansen, the principal of the T Area Frontier Elementary School. Mrs. Hansen, can you share a school-wide perspective on absenteeism? I think that especially in almost all elementaries, we pride ourselves on the fact that we're a family and our families all work together. And when one family member is absent, it does affect the entire system. Just like she had mentioned the, the classroom and pairings and grouping, we feel that absence so strongly. Um, just simply looking at an empty desk, we know that there's, there's something missing from our very, very important group and the goals that we have in working together as a team. Absolutely. So we know that attendance is a big deal. Um, we've heard that both from our our teacher and our principal, but what is actually getting in the way of some students coming to school? I started brainstorming a list and I think I can keep adding all the time. I do believe even before COVID, I think health concerns, um, that we're exposing our kiddos to so many different types of germs, things like that. We have lots of students who, when they get sick, they get really, really sick. And so um, parents who are concerned about spreading of germs and somebody getting sick, um, that's, that's majorly a concern at least. Um, transportation, I think, is also one of the reasons that it might be getting in the way for our kids coming to school. Um, sometimes I think feeling safe at home, either before or after school, when parents must be at work. So, for example, if a student gets off the bus at 3.30 and mom can't get home until 5 o'clock, the concern of what happens between 3.30 and 5 o'clock might keep them from actually sending them to school in the first place because we're concerned about them after they get home. Um, I also think that we, all, we definitely have a lack of adequate before and after school care opportunities, which also prohibits people from, you know, I don't know how to get them there, so I'm just going to keep them home. I think what you just shared there, Mrs. Hansen, really goes to highlight that um, the reasons why kids miss school can be um, very complex um, and, and really individual to each student and their families. Let's go back to Jessa and hear her thinking as a classroom teacher. Yes, like she mentioned, I think here in Aberdeen, we don't have an in-town bus service. So transportation tends to be our big reason that our kids are not coming to school. They just don't have a way to get here. And it's they've used all their resources and you know, the schools really try to help them out. But at some point, we have to have some way to get those kids here. And I think that's our, our biggest obstacle is transportation. Mrs. Hansen and Mrs. Zimmer, thanks for providing that school perspective. Sometimes when we need to know a family's perspective, it's best to go straight to the source. That's why we've invited Peyton, a 10th grader from Rapid City, and Amanda, a mom of three, to give us their perspective. Amanda, what are some things that have gotten in the way or made it difficult for you to get your kids to school? I think the hardest thing is always balancing that having to be at work at a certain time and only being able to drop off your children between a certain time or knowing that 
if you drop your children off at a certain time, they're going to be safe. Um, because you don't want to just say, I have to be to work early today. I'm going to drop my kid off extra early and let them play on the playground because you don't know what's going to happen, you know, and you want to make sure. But then you also feel, what do I do? Because I have this work commitment. I have these other things I need to do. I think that's been a really, I know for me this year, that was kind of a relief because before we only had a very small window to drop our kids off. And now that window is bigger. So now we don't have to go, okay, like I'm going to be scrambling to get them there and to get to work on time. And if something comes up, it's still going to be okay. I'm glad you mentioned safety on the playground because I hear that a lot from families that um, conflicting times between work and school can often get in the way of attendance. And I particularly love that you brought up the word flexibility because I think we need to be considering both sides of the equation and being flexible with each other in order to make attendance work. Payne, have you ever been absent from school? Yes, I have. I've been absent from school. Um, I think a few times when I was sick then I'm allowed to stay home. Otherwise than that, I think some other ones were due to like some other family situations. Um, like, but it was usually like one day of school. So it was, wasn't as bad. We know there's a lot of barriers to attendance and we just talked about a few. We also know that poverty can have a play in our families getting to school. We also know that unstable housing, unreliable transportation, and even like not being able to have healthcare access can all contribute to not coming to school. So schools can't control every aspect of every community. What do our schools do to help families overcome some of these obstacles? Um, I think for us, I, we really want the families to know that they can reach out to us. There are a lot of resources out there that we can help them find but we need to know that they need help. A lot of times we get our little ones and we don't know that they need help. And so if they know that there's resources out there, we will, would really like to help them. We just have to know that they need it. Mrs. Hansen, what are your thoughts? I might not have the right way to say this, um, but I do think that sometimes there is a certain stigma that indirectly or even directly attaches to families who maybe are having those challenges of getting their, their students to school. Every situation is different and we need to understand what those situations might be and what they need, what they look like and really get to the root of what is it that is prohibiting them from being able to get their child to school without attaching that stigma. For some reason, whatever reason it might be, if a student isn't at school, sometimes people make the assumption that it's because their mom and dad just don't care enough about school to get them there. And I firmly believe that is not true. And we need to make sure that the stigma that comes along with poor attendance isn't what is prohibiting our families from getting their kids to school. Um, I don't ever but want a family to feel that they're being misjudged and make it feel like they just don't care um, because that's too important. It affects the overall environment of the entire school. That's not, that's not true. And I think that they, they need the opportunity to feel welcomed. And um, sometimes the students don't themselves in, in share that information. They might, not, they might need somebody to um, open the door, so to speak, and then get to the root of what it is so that we can fix that 
instead of just making them feel like they're a bad parent because there's something getting in the way of them getting their child to school. Peyton, I've been kind of thinking about this, and as students get older and they start driving and they can kind of do things on their own, do you think the responsibility for attendance shifts as you get older um, from the parents to the students, and, and why? Yes, I do. I think that maybe end of middle school age towards um, going into high school is more on the student and more responsibility is placed on the student to get their work done or to get their missing work from class if they have missed a day. Amanda, do you agree with Peyton on this? Yes, I think um, as kids get older and they take on some of those things like driving and that, it shifts a little bit. They should be getting to school and showing that responsibility and that they can be trusted with that. But ultimately, I think if they're not following through with that, parents still need to be invested in the fact that their kids are getting to school and following through with those responsibilities as well. Okay, so it sounds like Peyton and Amanda agree that students can start to bear some of the responsibility of attendance as they get more independent, but ultimately the, the parents are responsible until they become adults at 18. All right, so we know that attendance is important. We saw the numbers. We know to be successful, we have to show up, and there are barriers. But what are some things that have worked in your schools to get kids and families to come to school? So we regularly, in our, our newsletters, we just include facts about attendance, some little things like you had included at the beginning about um, how many days, how, how time, lack of attendance adds up, and how much school they're missing. Um, we include facts about, you know, how much time they spend in school, um, how that relates to reading, um, you know, just different things like that. Um, we really try hard to make sure that the students are the ones who are putting pressure on their own families, um, letting them know how important it is for them to be at school, how they're missed when they're not here. So instead of, um, you know, coming from above and saying, thou shalt get the child to school, that's the law, it's the rule. Letting the kids be so responsible, like Peyton is saying, I want to be there. I want. I don't want to miss anything because it's, a, it's something that I value and it's something that's going to be um, a positive experience for me and my goals. If I'm not at school, I can't achieve the goals that I want to. And I think that, that knowing that the kids are the ones who are telling mom and dad, I want to be at school make sure you can get me there. That's really what we're working toward. So Barb, I wish you could see both Jess and I are, are nodding our heads. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm sure Peyton's also shaking her head yes too. I can't see her though either. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so Mrs. Zimmer, what does your school do to communicate the importance of attendance with your families? We do a lot of the same things that Mrs. Hansen mentioned. We do a lot of the newsletter and the facts and just showing what, you know, what they're gaining out of being at school and what they're missing when they're not here. Um, but now, you know, if there's a positive that has come out of all of this COVID stuff, it's the fact that we can communicate with our families a lot more than we did before. So now, you know, when your kids are at home, we can still get a hold of you in multiple ways instead of just the phone. So, you know, we've got our, our seesaws and our, 
Googles and all of that, that we can get a hold of our families. And, you know, those kids, when they are here, you praise them enough when they can't come. I think it's helping that they're telling their parents, no, I really want to go to school. They want me at school. I need to go see my teacher. I love the ideas of having those motivations to come to school and the popcorn parties and the attendance and the awards. I just, I think that's amazing. And I also know for myself, there was a time in high school, I had that one teacher who I loved coming to class. Did you ever have that one person that made a difference when you look back on your own elementary, middle school, or high school career? Um, well, I know, I know I did, um, with, especially with, at high school, at the high school level. Um, I personally had some life challenges um, my senior year of high school. And so I very distinctly remember my English teacher um, letting me know that I was loved and cared for and safe there. Um, I was, I was safe outside of school. I don't mean that, but emotionally safe as well. Um, I remember a business teacher and who eventually became a principal um, himself. That was another one that just, they made me feel so valued and too important to be gone when I was gone or if I was ever gone, knowing that when I walked in the door, that one of the first things I would hear was we missed you. Is everything okay? was so important. And um, I can remember feeling valued. I think that is so important that value and knowing that you, that you are valuable and important to other people. And then especially in school. I love that. Thank you for sharing that Barb. I absolutely love that story. Um, and I think it goes to highlight that we have to think about a variety of things when we're talking about attendance. We have those external motivators like rewards and, and punishments and things like that. But there's also um, the ability when we create strong communities and um, an identity for our students that they have an internal motivation and just want to be at school. And that's really amazing. Well, as we wrap up today, I just want to say thank you again to everyone for joining us on our first podcast of Fam Jam. And let's just finish this off with a shout out on what is one thing that you wish that educators or staff knew when it comes to attendance? I think I wish that my teachers knew that for me, missing school is not like a normal thing. Or it's not something to like pressure me about because I only miss school like every once in a while. So I think it's important that teachers know that sometimes like students, we have our own lives. So maybe to just try to have an understanding of what's going on. Um, I think kind of like even what Peyton said is every situation is different and um, having a little grace with families. Um, and taking the time to build those relationships um, because if there are things going on, families might not want to divulge certain things. I mean, relationships are everything. And I know my kids, I can tell the when they are building relationships with their teachers and they have that trust and they have um, that connection with them. And so I just think the more that um, teachers and parents can communicate not just about the negative things, but about the good things. You know, I love getting pictures throughout the day of these are fun things that the kids are doing. You know, um, 
the emails and all of that. Um, I think that just helps because it really is about building that relationship with a family. Wow, those are some great responses. So let's hear from the school side of this. Mrs. Zimmer, Mrs. Hansen, what is one thing you wish families knew about attendance? I think the most important thing is that, that they know how much we miss their child when they're not here, um, that we love them, their kids, we love their families, and we do want to work hard to understand and better be able to meet them where they are we'll cross any barriers that we can and we will search for very unique ways to help in any situation that we can in order to make sure that their child has the positive school experiences that that i think all kids deserve um and that that we we desperately want them to be here every single day because we miss them and we love them and we truly do care about those kids every day i have to agree with mrs hansen on that if we it, if the parents knew how much we enjoyed having them here, um, how much we want to help them succeed and make their school experience successful, um, I think that's the one thing that I want parents to know is we just really want your kids here. We want, we're here for them, however that may be and however they need us to be here for them. Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode of Fam Jam. Join us next month as we discuss successful parent-teacher conferences. A special thank you goes out to our guests today, Barb Hansen, Jessa Zimmer, Peyton, and Amanda Deers. The Fam Jam is a production from the South Dakota Statewide Family Engagement Center, where we're committed to uniting students, families, schools, and communities together by focusing on learner needs from cradle to career. Music written by Tom Freer. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, SFEC South Dakota, and become our friend. We love having new friends.